0: when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Hello, Tour Story listeners. Thank you for your continued support, and welcome to Season 4. I'd like to take a second to thank our friends and sponsors over at Isotope. Here at Ruinous, Chris and I rely heavily on easy-to-use tools like RX and Ozone, for all of our audio repair, mixing, and mastering. Now, Tour Story listeners can get 10% off Isotope plugins or try Music Production Suite Pro for free for 30 days using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-10. To get your discount and check out all of their easy-to-use products, go to isotope.com slash ruinous. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com slash ruinous. And use code FRET10. And thank you for listening. Hello and thanks for listening. This week we're celebrating our new partnership with The High Gain. The High Gain is a podcast that celebrates the guitar. Once a week, John and Ed will discuss a different guitar and share some questionable facts surrounding the instrument's history and cultural significance. It's fun, it's for everyone, and you might learn a thing or two. So please, listen, support, and subscribe. For more information, go to ruinousmedia.com slash game. Regular programming for Tour Stories will resume next week.
1: Hey, this is Ed Peterson. And this is John Kiltica and John, it's the High Game Podcast. It is the High Game Podcast. We're back. We're back. Did the people miss us, do you think? I'm thinking they probably did. Yeah, probably. What do we talk about? We talk about guitars. Yeah. That's a thing. Yep. And then anything else adjacent to that. Guitar adjacent, pedals, amps, yes. basses. Politics. Keyboards. Movies. History. Yeah. Stuff like that. All of it. Where are we recording from? Beautiful. West Seattle, Washington, Ed. I love it here. Do you? Uh, Yes. We did not record last week, did we? Because I was in L.A. You were in Los Angeles, yes. Los Angeles, California. Yeah, Los Angeles. Yes, I love it down there, too. City of Angels, apparently. Yes, that is 100% true. Did you see any Angels? We went and saw The Sting in the New Beverly Cinema, which is a theater that Quentin Tarantino bought. They only show stuff on film, 16 millimeter and 35 millimeter. Uh huh. Generally 35. So we saw the Sting. That was a good movie. You know, Robert Redford, Paul yeah. Newman. Yeah. A couple of blue-eyed handsome boys yeah. doing grifty stuff.
2: Good-looking grifters.
1: Yeah. I was standing in line to get the family some popcorn, and I glanced to my right. Uh huh. And sitting in the row, two or three rows behind us, was Quentin Tarantino. Really. The beautiful little angel baby, Oh, Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) Speaking of cities of angels. Did you wave to him? I kept it very cool. Kept it cool. I did not say anything. I did not look. A guy walked up behind me and got in line. And the guy just looked over and did the total head snap and then just went, holy fuck fuck <laughs> like, right, <laughs> right here because <laughs> apparently he doesn't actually go to many movies there so it's a pretty rare thing that you glance over and tarantino's in the theater tell me ed
2: yes did quentin have popcorn or a snack or a beverage he didn't doing it dry
1: yeah <laughs> yeah raw dogging it yeah. <laughs> you know a guy like that has probably had his share of popcorn what with owning a theater and all Maybe the magic has gone out of that. Out of popcorn? These pro leagues. We're amateur over here. But how does the magic go out of popcorn? No, you're right. Well, welcome back, Ed. Thanks, John. Yeah. Do you see what I got here, Ed? Man, this is going to be a great episode. Yes. I'm already calling it. But this is one of those guitars where I'm nervous sitting in the room with it. Yes. I have not picked it up yet. I haven't hit a single chord on it.
2: If you could see me, viewers, you would see that I am on the edge of my seat. Literally. So as not to bang this thing on anything, my head keeps going left to right, making sure the back end of it and the headstock don't hit anything.
1: Yep.
0: Beverages?
2: Yeah, beverages, Ed. This is a 1966 Fender Stratocaster we're
1: going to be talking about today.
2: So I think we're going to need the beverages.
1: Stay hydrated. Stay powered up. Stay alert. Yeah. Stay focused. Exactly. Stay vigilant. I'm all of those things. Yes. I've had one of these before. What is it? One of my Huel protein shakes. Oh, jeez. You know, just straight up water and Huel protein powder. It's my third one today. What flavor does that purport to be? Vanilla caramel, I think. Mm. And I got a coffee. So I'm going to be caffeinated and proteined up. I've got coffee as well, black coffee. And then I've got palm antioxidant super tea. Super tea? Is that what they normally
2: say, or is that a different thing? This is a pomegranate elderberry boost tea, Oh, so I can be adequately boosted. Yeah. A refreshing tangy trio that combines the antioxidant power of pomegranate and elderberry with a boost of black tea.
1: That's great. A boost. Yeah, yeah. Are you ready? I'm ready. Just let that run through the whole episode. Just keep it going. Yeah. Why stop it? (laughs) (laughs) The High Gain Podcast is
2: now a part of the Ruinous Media Podcast Network. That's pretty sick. This was high tension,
1: cloak and dagger negotiations. Back and forth with the boys over there at Ruinous. Midnight flights to Europe. Multiple Zoom meetings. Yes. We actually did some work. That is very outside our comfort zone. I wrote my name on a thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Ruinous
1: Media is a podcast network that specializes in music podcasts. John Richards has a podcast, The Doctor and the DJ. Yes. And a couple few months ago, they were interviewing Guy from the Rens, who I love. And so I listen in. And, you know, you start getting recommended, oh, you might also like. Yeah. And then it turned out, oh, there's tour stories and the COVID diaries. There's fretboard journal. These are all local Seattle music podcasts. Yeah. And so we pinged them, the Ruinous guys, because all those podcasts are on Ruinous.
2: Yeah. Hey, guess what? We're also from Seattle. Yes. We also have a music podcast. Yes. Yes. So after talking to Patrick, Chris, and Joe over there, we realized, hey, they kind of get what we're doing. Yes.
1: So we got together and talked about leveraging our synergies. Not one of those guys said those words. (laughs) I may have accidentally said synergy in one meeting. Corp speak. Man, don't do it. I thought you blew it. But yeah, if you go to ruinousmedia.com, right there on the front page, there's John and Ed. Those couple of mugs. Mugs. You know what I'm saying? So listen to any of their podcasts. Yeah. Continue listening to ours. We're happy to be here. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. I think this is a new high watermark on cost of guitar.
2: Yes. This 1966 Fender Stratocaster is what you would expect in terms of vintage cost tens of thousands. But uniquely, this thing is almost dead mint. It looks brand new. The original hardshell case looks brand new.
1: I'm terrified of this guitar. Where has this thing been? There's
2: not a mark on
1: it. They kept it in the case and then took the case and put the case in a case. Yeah. You know, and then that case they buried. Out in the backyard. It's been well taken care of. Yeah, it's amazing. So what I thought... Since yeah. this is 1966,
2: and we mm-hmm. know that CBS bought Fender in 1965, yeah, how did that purchase mm-hmm. come about? What were the circumstances surrounding it?
1: Let's recap. Leo Fender yes. had a sinus infection. Sinus slash strep, kind of throat nosy thing. Yes, Yeah, yeah. And maybe science being what it was in 1966 <laughs> or whatever, they thought for sure this was terminal terminal strep infection that's what i'm saying right put our guy under a little stress i think so i'm just chugging this huel protein shake and i'm getting real jittery it's jacked on the protein yeah real powered up okay well first of all stratocasters we know have
2: three pickups yeah here's neck here's bridge perfect here's middle
1: Go tone down and go to the neck. Play the beverages chord.
2: Yep. This has a three-way switch as opposed to the five that you will often find these days. It was the 1960s, In Fender was growing... Pretty fast, sure. A little too fast for Leo's liking. Oh, really? Yeah, Leo considered himself one of the little guys, and I think that kind of rapid growth and expansion freaked him out a little bit.
1: Oh, right,
2: the sinuses got him. 1991, pretty good run. The way Leo was used to doing it, he'd work on a guitar, make improvements. And then just lug these things into clubs and bars and put them in the hands of musicians. Right. At the end of the night, what did you think? How could it be better? That's how Leo did stuff. Right. Committee, let's have a meeting. That wasn't really his style. And he didn't really like rock and roll. He was like (laughs) Western swing kind of guy. Yeah. And on top of that, we've already alluded to his hypochondriac tendencies. He was always on lots of meds. He was always going to the chiropractor. Oh. Yeah, Leo was kind of the every man that wants to tinker with his things, put it in the hands of the musicians.
1: He doesn't have time for any of this other business stuff because he's going to the doctor to get weird-ass diagnosis of his cold. Yeah, dropsy. Yeah.
2: 62, this is when he gets his lingering strep slash sinus infection. Okay. He's all doom and gloom, Leo. Oh, crap, I'm going to die. Yeah. So he offers to sell to Don Randall, his partner. Do you remember Don Randall? Oh, no. 1917 to 2008. He was the head of sales, and he was Leo's partner. So Leo could just be in the shop doing his thing, and Don basically ran the business. Sure. Don was a genius at marketing and sales. Have you heard of the Fender Esquire? Uh, For sure. Yes, absolutely. The Telecaster? uh yeah yeah the Stratocaster yeah the Precision Bass yeah the Twin Reverb
1: I've heard of all these things. the Bassman
2: Amp yeah Don Randall named all of those anyway with his lingering death imminent in Leo's mind he offers to sell the whole mess to Don Randall in 1962 hey Don I think I'm gonna die I'll sell you the uh, company for $1.5 million. Oh, my God. Later, he upped it to $2 million, Yeah. And Don kind of considered it and eventually declined because another peculiarity of Leo's personality. Yeah. He was kind of fickle and impulsive. So Don told him, I don't think I'm going to buy this company because in a week you'll regret having done it and then you'll hate me. But if you like I can draw up some sort of agreement and we can look for a buyer. Sure. He did that in sixty three,
1: Don Randall. Yeah.
2: He kind of made inquiries. Right. Who came sniffing around first, Ed?
1: Uh oh. ovation guy. Uh Command? Command. A little early for him. Okay. The Baldwin Piano Company.
2: They offered five million
1: in sixty four. And Leo, a year, year and a half earlier, was willing to sell it for two. Yeah, to his buddy. To his buddy. Five from a regular company. They're like, get fucked. Kind of. The
2: Baldwin Piano Company said, we don't have any interest in those acoustic guitars or those Fender Rhodes pianos. We don't want that. And Leo and Don were like, all or nothing, man. Yeah. And what's a piano company doing not wanting pianos? Right. So they start talking to CBS. Okay. This is all happening in 64. It's going really fast. Don Randall was flying back and forth between SoCal, Fender, California, Mm -hmm. and New York City to talk to the CBS bigwigs. CBS owned Columbia Records. They would also come to own the Yankees for some reason. Huh. Leo didn't go. He wasn't interested. Sure. That's not his thing. So as part of their due diligence, CBS hires a bunch of, air quotes here, consultants to go dig up whatever they can find on Fender. So these dudes were getting themselves into the factory,
1: Uh watching
2: how this stuff was made, noting
1: relationships and org structure and all that kind of stuff, trying to get a sense of
2: how healthy and kind
1: of- Yeah, I mean, you don't want to go dump millions of dollars on a company and then find out every employee hates it and you buy the company and half the workforce quits. That kind of due diligence seems like a good thing. I think that seems okay. Did we do any of that due diligence when we signed with Ruinous? Yeah, I, nope.
2: Okay, never mind. I'm waiting for the official Ruinous Media Podcast Network
1: sleepover slash pillow fight. Oh my god, I cannot wait. Bunch of podcasters. Oh my god. (laughs) What a nightmare. (laughs) What a nightmare. No one will be able to get a word in edgewise. Everyone will just be talking over each other. Yeah, then somebody's going to have to edit the whole thing later. Exactly.
2: So after these consultants do their work, they make their recommendations to CBS. Yeah. Two big bullet points. One is keep Don Randall. Okay. Not only does he have all the marketing savvy and the sales savvy and all of that, but his sales team appears to really, really like him. And you risk that whole team walking exactly if you get rid of Don. Good bullet point. Yeah. The other bullet point regarded Leo. Get rid of this guy. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, here's the quote. From the actual report handed yeah. into to CBS, the removal of Mr. Fender from the production scene of the company involves no risk, but they did recommend keeping him as an R&D consultant for a term of five years.
1: Let him continue to tinker... Just pull him out of the org. Taking him out of the production. They want to build an assembly line, and Fender wants to fuck around and turn little knobs and dials and, you know. Like, how many wines do we need on this pickup? And they're like, fuck that. One, two, three. Oh, wait. <laughs> Lost <count>. One, two. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I guess there is the thing where CBS-era Fenders are not seen necessarily as the... Shining examples. So maybe pulling him out of production was not the wisest thing in retrospect. Let me see if I can dial up a little something for you here. Right? Okay.
2: A little dirt. And then after a long hiatus, I have my whammy pedal that I like to do stuff with.
1: Oh, sure. <laughs> people that listen to this i don't know who those people are maybe the ruinous boys will help us figure out who those people are oh yeah but here's a guitar that's very expensive very clean and we're just throwing fucked up effects whammy pedals fuzz and yeah Throw the slow on. Eh, that's still okay. Go back to that bass on the whammy pedal. Oh, you can really hear the warm tones out of that Strat. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, uh. That pedal needs to be removed from the chain ASAP. Nope. ASAP. Nope.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, finally. Yeah. In October of 64, they reached an agreement. Okay. Thirteen million dollars. Thirteen million. Thirteen million, $13, 1964 dollars. How many Today Dollars do you think that is?
1: It's probably like 58 million dollars.
2: 117
1: million dollars. 117 million. Gibson and Fender are clearly the big boys. If you're going to buy a guitar company, it's one of those two.
2: What maybe gets lost in the mix sometimes is pre-1964, rock and roll maybe wasn't as solid... A bet. A bet as it would become. Sure. But that all changed in 1964 when
1: the Beatles went on Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. John Lennon. Oh, John Lennon. George Harrison. Oh my God, this is just getting gnarly brutal once that happened
2: oh crap everybody wants a guitar now yeah and that was considered if
1: not the turning point one of the major ones in terms of the guitar boom monday morning quarterbacking this thing they hold out for another three years and they sell in 67 they probably would have sold for closer to 1967 dollars a hundred million dollars but fender and randall Could they have kept up, or would they have just gotten demolished by competitors? (laughs) When they reached this agreement, they're like, okay, let's all
2: get together. We'll cut checks for everybody, and we'll have some photos taken to mark the occasion. Leo wouldn't go. But not because he was pissed or anything. He just wasn't interested. Don has to take Leo's half, which was about $5.7 million, and deposit it for him.
1: Man, he effectively got a $50 million check. The Revenue Act of 1964 cut federal income taxes by approximately 20% across the board. Whoa. The top federal income tax rate fell from 91 to 70%. So 70% of that money went straight to Uncle Sam. Today, you would keep 80% of that money and, you know, the poors could get fucked. Yeah. Clearly, the system is working better today than it was in 1964. Exactly. You know, because you need the man keeping his money. Yeah, and the man needs to go to space. Right. That was under Kennedy, by the way. Oh. JFK cuts (sighs) the high-end tax rate for the rich people. Everyone loves that guy. It sounds great.
2: Boy, there's nothing wrong with this thing.
1: I noticed that it's got a big headstock on it. Yes, this does have a larger headstock. Yeah.
2: The deal they made in 64 was set to go into effect on January 5th, 1965. And that's what happened. One of the first things they did was approve what's now called a transition logo. It's gold with some black around it, Mm -hmm. thicker letters, larger size. As opposed to thin letters, the spaghetti logo type yeah, thing. Yeah, Or in the 70s where the black would be more prominent. This was actually run by Leo. Yeah. Before the CBS deal. And he was like, no, I don't like it. But once the deal went
1: through, Don was like, yeah, okay, let's do that. Yeah.
2: And they also decided to make this headstock bigger, closer to what you see in the 70s. Why would you do that?
1: You could maybe make the
2: logo bigger. You got that 100% correct.
1: Man, I am such a good podcaster, John. (laughs) The people love listening to me. You have got podcast skills. I started looking at it and thinking to myself, oh, is there any sort of engineering reason? And then Occam's razor style. You can make the logo bigger. That's why. Yep. (laughs) So when asked about it later, that's what they said. Bigger headstock bigger label. The big headstock is 100% the best thing CBS ever did. I love it. I like
2: it too. I'm holding the back of this guitar up to Ed now. Yep. The neck plate has a
1: big old F engraved into it. That wasn't there before? It was not. Okay. So that's a CBS thing. There's so many little touches. So many people could just rattle off the change from 64 to 65 yeah. to 66. And I'm just like, ah, uh, okay, whatever. Yeah, it gets know. us
2: into the technical weeds that maybe nobody cares about, except for the purpose of our conversation in the context of marketing slash cost cutting. Bigger label. Right. More people can see it. A big old F on the neck plate. You see these perloid fretboard inlays? yep, As opposed to the clay. They look blingier. For sure, yeah. The pickguard is now white. Yep. I was laughing to think that you could almost call this a safety pickguard, because those old pickguards were made out of celluloid. Yeah. Have you ever set a celluloid guitar pick on fire? <laughs> no. It goes up like you wouldn't believe if you could find an old celluloid one. Highly flammable. Weird. These white ones they switch to are vinyl safer. Yeah. That's a CBS thing. Meanwhile, Leo takes some time off. Great. He's got to go see a doctor again. Yes. He's like, man, I still think I'm going to die.
1: Right. The doctor gives him mega doses of antibiotics. Clearly (laughs) penicillin existed before 1964. How about you give this dude a shot in the ass and send him home? If he really was the hypochondriac, he's probably thinking, that shot you gave me is going to kill me. That would never happen today also. You would never have people afraid of getting some shot. No, everybody likes the inoculations and the vitamins. For sure. Yeah, totally. Every argument, science wins.
2: So into this CBS era comes this 1966 guy. Yeah. I mentioned a couple of the major differences that CBS put into the Strat around this time. Our particular example, What's Up? What's Up? The neck on this one is actually 1966, but the pickups are 1965. Okay.
1: And the pots are 1965. Okay. This thing has the receipt with it, the original receipt.
2: Yeah. Not only is this thing in dead mint condition, it has the original Stratocaster instruction manual printed in color and stapled into the back of it is the original receipt. This was bought in Lawndale, California. Yep. It was bought for $312 in May of 1966. Bought in May. Okay. Lawndale, California must be near something because it's on Redondo Beach Boulevard.
1: Los Angeles County. It's got a population of 32,769. Porn actress Tracy Lords was born in Lawndale. Good for her. Roy Rogers. Roy. R.I.P. Roy Rogers.
2: Let's talk about quality. Yeah. Because everybody knows that CBS started stinking up the joint. First thing, let's get different wire for the pickups. Let's get less expensive copper wire. Okay. You don't need that fancy wire. Here, use this wire. Yeah. The wire had this kind of plastic insulating coating on it. And the practice at the time was to pot the pickups. You dip them in wax. Yeah. With the inferior wire, you dip them in the wax and it burns off the insulation of the wire. So all of a sudden now, the pickups are going slightly microphonic on people. Funny. These pickups sound different. Huh. Not enough to be unplayable, but enough, I'm sure, to be annoying. Yeah. The neck pocket, where the neck fits into the body, is starting to get sloppy. Quality control just isn't there. CBS is bringing in efficiency experts. Sure. Hey, why are you spending all this time working on that thing by hand? Crank out
1: units get leo off the line because he probably would not be stoked with any of those changes
2: yeah you know on stratocasters they have that comfort bevel where your arm goes right see how small that is yeah little tiny bevel right it's another cost cutting thing don't spend all your time doing that just put a little thing in there it's good enough
1: it used to be bigger you're saying yeah
2: and now it is bigger again
1: okay yeah all this stuff redounds to redounds yes word
2: redound yeah not to the benefit of the end user okay and i gotta think if it was the today times the internet times that would have been horrible
1: oh just getting roasted online yeah people nowadays oh my god they figure that shit out immediately like the wire thing for the pickups yeah that would be discovered day one and people would be going apeshit online. Back then, like maybe an influential player mentions it to a dealer, and then
2: maybe the dealer mentions it to the distributor, and maybe over years,
1: the perception is planted enough to take hold. I tend to be pretty forgiving of the 70s CBS era stuff because I think they look cooler.
2: Yeah. And the sales did go up regardless. We're still in that Beatles bubble. Everybody yep. wants a guitar. They're doing all right, but they're putting out some duds. Yeah. I remember even growing up, the kind of rule of thumb is you have to play as many as you can because the quality is so spotty. You'll find a badass one, then you'll find a shitty one. Yeah. Be patient and play as many as you can. This 1966 is a good one.
1: It's crazy. Yeah. The shape this thing is in.
2: We know most of the rest of the story into the 70s. The quality just went to hell in a handbasket. But what other duds was CBS responsible for? I looked up and
1: I found... uh, (laughs) Yes. Hard-hitting journalism. Yes. I love it.
2: Have you ever heard of a TV show called It's About Time? Nope. It first aired in 1966, same year as this guitar, on CBS. From the Wikipedia box.
1: Okay. Here's your summary, Ed. It's about time, 1966. Okay. Yeah.
2: Astronauts, sounds good already, doesn't Love it? Love it. Astronauts Mac McKenzie and Hector Canfield travel faster than the speed of light, resulting in being sent back in time to prehistoric days, where they have to adjust to living with a cave-dwelling family led by Shad and Gronk. Their children were 18-year-old Emlor and 14-year-old Breer tribe chief boss and his right-hand man, Klon, were always suspicious of the astronauts. Did horribly and ended up being canceled. One year. And it was so low budget. Yeah. They were using sets and even snippets of music from Gilligan's Island. That makes sense. So this was a dismal failure. Oh, no. They tried to save it by flipping the script halfway through the season. Okay. The astronauts fix their spaceship. Oh, and go home. And they take the cavemen with them. So the cavemen are walking around Los Angeles like Ooh. cool. Yeah.
1: This thing plays. There's nothing wrong with that guitar, John. No.
2: In 1969, even Don has had it with the bullshit over there at CBS. (laughs) Man, three years. When the CBS deal went down, they made him the VP. Yeah. But by 69, he was like, yeah, I'm done. So he was released from his contract.
1: Okay. Yeah. You gotta
2: try it. Try and decide. It almost seems academic, Ed, because Yeah, because neither of us can afford to buy
1: this. But would you? No. No. The first nick I put in it, which would be on like day two, yeah. <laughs> I would feel terrible. Right. And it would impact the value of the guitar Yes. to do that. Yes. And I do not think the tone you get out of that thing and the playability of it warrants tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Whoever buys this thing is going to love it. That is true. Probably there is a guy who will buy this thing and will play it and maybe even ding it up. And that's great. Yeah. There's no way I could justify it to myself. I think I have to agree with you. That's a lot of guitar right there. This is a lot of
2: guitar. And I could tell you that this has been a pleasure to play. Sure. And to play a piece of history that's in such good shape is really fun. I haven't even picked it up. We'll put lots of pictures of this up. Yeah. And if you want to see anything else, by us. Oh,
1: yeah. We've got an Instagram account. Did you know that? Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter. Ruinousmedia.com. Ruinousmedia.com. Our buddies. Yeah, our buddies over there at Ruinous Media. And the great thing is, if you're listening to this, I think you dig music. Yeah, Ruinous Media has a ton of great podcasts.
2: Yeah, head on over to ruinousmedia.com. And then you can come back here next week and thank us for that tip. Uh, We'll be here waiting.
1: Yeah, Yeah. patiently. (laughs) Send us an email to, oh my God, is it thehighgainpod at gmail.com? It is. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, send us an email. Yeah. About whatever. Or leave a review wherever you care to. Sure. We're looking at you, iTunes. Cool. Yeah. I think you did a great job
2: today, John. Oh, thanks, Ed. I think you did too. Oh, cool. Okay. All right, then.
0: Bye. Bye.